These delicate strips of film are the materials which record and transmit the creations of Hollywood. We're, we're talking pictures. I'm having popcorn, that's why my throat is closing up. Hey guys, welcome to Talking Pictures Podcast. This is episode... Where are we at right now? Uh, I think it's double digits. <gasps> nine. No, 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 it's nine. It is, it is not nine. It sure is, baby. It is ten, sir. Uh, it's Hey guys, welcome to Talking <laughs> Pictures. This is episode ten. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you one thing right now, that we are double digits. <laughs> it's because you slept during that ninth one. This is me talking. Guys, welcome. This is going to be a good time. We have a lot of movies to talk to, talk about. As you guys know, I always like to open up an episode with birthdays. So this is um, this is the birthday segment. I want to wish a very quick happy birthday to Jamie Lee Lim Sigler. Yeah, Meta Soprano. What? Meadow Soprano from The Sopranos. Oh. Yeah, she was Tony's daughter. Oh, oh. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Everyone knows that because everyone's seen The Sopranos but you. Happy birthday, <laughs> little, little, little Mama Soprano. Alexandra <laughs> Breckenridge. Oh, I like her. Do you See, it's crazy because you know the names that I'm reading yeah. this. Like, she was on like American Horror Story. Who the flock? Who the fuck is that? Um, you watched the first season of American Horror Story. Chaz Palamentieri. He's still going? He's still going. He's still jazzing. Seventy-seven. Seventy. He was seventy-seven thirty years ago. <laughs> happy birthday um, to the Sopranos, and happy birthday to the to the dad from the Bronx Tale. So that's great, and we love that. Yeah. Happy birthday, Robert De Niro. Happy <laughs> birthday, Robert De Niro's dad. Guys, um, adopted fathers. I'm eating popcorn in case you hear it, guys. I don't even know what to do with you anymore. I know, man. I was oh, professional man. and finished my bowl of popcorn before we started recording. So that's not professional. That's crazy. No, that's a that's, big bowl. That's committed. <laughs> that's a big year committed. Committed to the corn. Um, which is a guy's a side podcast <laughs> we're open, starting. Committed to the corn. Yes, it's about the the band from the yeah. early two thousands. Oh, that man. Uh, committed with you a know. K. <laughs> corn with a C. Corn with also another K. Yeah, that's yeah. a double K. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only birthdays we have. Three birthdays. Pretty sure, yeah, man. Um, May fifteenth. Quick, Emperor Nero. Oh wait, here we go. Brian Enyo, who did that song? <laughs> um, Enyo. <laughs> Enno, Enno. Brian Enyo. He did the song that was at the end of Me, You, and the Dying Girl. Is that Enya's husband? <laughs> Enya. And, uh, maybe I'll just say them and you tell me if you know them. Andy Murray, tennis player. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Brad Schultz, Cage the Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he get in a lot of trouble? I don't know. I think they got canceled. David Crumholtz. <laughs> All numbers. Oh, Santa Claus. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Emmett uh, Smith, football. Oh, Dallas Cowboys running back. Dad. Yeah. yeah. George. Dad. <laughs> George Brett, probably also yeah. a dad. Baseball player. Mm-hmm. You know these He people. was great. Giselle Fernandez, Fernandez, TV personality. France Ferdinand. France Ferdinand. <laughs> Kathleen Celibus, Syllabus, former Health and Human Services Secretary. You what always, the you, fuck? You always All have. All right, they went too far. Oh, no, look, Russell Hornsbury from uh, Look Who's Coming to America. The Wild Fernbergs. You always have a great way to segue, because speaking of syllabus, what is on the docket for tonight? Four movies tonight, guys. Get hype. Oh, that's get excited. <laughs> Four movies for once. Get into it. Is this also another odd podcast? Our first odd podcast? <laughs> Our second odd podcast. Excuse me, I mean popcorn. There is a one in the number, so. There's at least one other 
odd podcast. Odd pod. <laughs> um, movies are hypnotic. Favorite drink? Hypnotic <laughs> is uh, <laughs> not a sponsor. Blue stuff, not a sponsor. Blackberry. This is out of order. This is a very weird slate of movies. The, this is all out of order. Who did this? Who fucking made this list? Hypnotic, Blackberry, The Mother, starring Netflix, and Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> from, volume three. From James Gunn. Volume three. Volume three. He's gunny. Gun, gun boy. Um, and The Mother has an actress <laughs> in it. So we're going to talk about these in orders that we're going to decide at the uh, right now. So we're definitely talking about Guardians last because that was a pretty big one. That was a pretty big deal. I think they kind of dominated the slate. Because like no movies wanted to come out that day or the week after. You were saying that, which is super smart. I would never yeah. think that. Well, Ben um, Affleck did ben not Affleck think that way. Think that either. He's, he's like, let's release Hypnotic so and I, you know let let's have that be the worst opening movie well, of we'll my career. No, 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 no. It was box office figure, the worst opening movie of his career. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll let. That I'm not. I'm not stepping on I'll spoiler that. territory. That's the first movie we're going to talk about. So you could. Let's start with the husband and wife. So we're going to start with Hypnotic, yeah. and we're going to talk about the mother, Blackberry, Guardians of the Galaxy. I like it. All right, guys. So this movie is called Hypnotic. It came out this year. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Robbie Rodriguez. <laughs> Excuse me. Three people directed this. They were all named Robert Rodriguez. It felt that way. All right. Robert Rodriguez. He directed a, a couple other films you might have heard of. Alita. Battle Angel. Battle Angel. Sin City. Dust to Dawn, Spy Kids, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Planet Terror, Faculty, The Faculty. Faculty's great. Scott, Spy Skin, uh, 3D, Spy Skin, Two <laughs> Kids, Desperado, Groundhouse, Sin City, another one. Spy Skins. Four Rooms, Machete, <laughs> Once Upon a Time, Mexico, El Marachi, Machete Kills, Spy Kids, Kills, Spy Kids Kill. <laughs> Bubba something. They're rebooting guess, Bubba the Spy Kids franchise. Are they really? Right? Yeah. Wow. Hopefully not with Robert Rodriguez. Wow. Yeah. He's done a lot of movies. I mean, Sin City and Desperado are like, yeah, they're big. I mean, From Dust to Dawn's great. Spy Kids is great. I tried watching Planet Terror. It didn't, didn't, I don't know. The, I, I kind of want to give that another shot. The old the Grindhouse feature. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want to do it. I hear you. Um, great. So he directed this now. <laughs> I so believe he stopped I, all those. You know what I also was think? Like, Let me make another movie called Hypnotic. He directed the uh, season finale of The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> well, we ain't gonna... That's your favorite, right? What? <laughs> that, of all finales, that's my yeah. favorite finale. You love the you love the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love the movie The Favorite, starring the letter U in the middle of it. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie, guys, is called Hypnotic, and here's the letterbox one. <clears throat> so before Dave reads this, this is a real movie. You want to play a game, real starring quick? Ben Affleck? Wait, don't we have a game? You almost forgot again? Yeah. You did forget. We did forget. <laughs> no, we got to nice. do Hypnotic first. We're doing it now. We're too, uh, we we're too far in. Off? We're too far in. All right, we're deep now, guys. We're yeah. going to do Hypnotic, and then we're going to do News to Dave's segment, because I forget every time. Like, But in my defense, this is new thing we're doing, but also I forget to watch a lot of the films, so I'm not out of character here. <laughs> the segment's like half as old as our podcast. All right, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what to do with my hands anymore when I'm recording this show. So, Hypnotic, let me read the letterbox thing, and then I'll read the... Okay, right, here we go. Do hypnotic. It. This is letterboxed? This is the letterbox. All right. Are we recording? Because I don't want to make another... Uh-oh. Hypnotic. Control is an illusion. 
A detective becomes entangled in a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program while investigating a string of reality-bending crimes. How do you feel about okay. that? That's a good log, log line. Yeah. A lot of words. Here's a hypnotic one. And the trailer's playing, and boy, Ben, do you look a lost. The IMDb. There's the IMDb one. A detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter in a secret government program. Done. Science you delivered. Over. Probably, That's it? Yeah. Probably better. Okay. Um, I had a beer or three when I, when I walked into this movie. Lush. And, uh, thanks. And it didn't help my it didn't like soften the blow of my hate and anger and fury and just this movie sucks (laughs) (laughs) fuck dude this movie's so bad holy shit i haven't had a a bit this is i think the worst movie of the year Ooh, this i'm saying it you heard it here first guys worse than winnie this is worse than winnie the pooh Winnie the Pooh wow. was, was like had at least moments where I was like, "Oh, whoa! This was just oh no for me. It was tough, dude." You say that during the screening? Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of looks? It was just me and my brother in there. I'm he still was... thrown off by the fact that you pronounced the T and soften. What did I say? Soften? <laughs> yeah. Can I have a a, a soften serve <laughs> ice cream, please? Dude, and me and my brother was little. What my brother was twip, twipsy when he saw twipsy. Yeah, he was deep. He was t- ten sheets deep into the wind, and he even was like, "What is this drab? What is this trash?" Wait, this isn't mic approved. This is not a mic approved. Wow. He hated it. First so, one. So the movie. Well, what did you? How? Because we don't know what you think yet. Oh, it's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Thank God, man. Yeah, dude. It's almost. It's too insane and it's too crazy of a movie where i left the theater not knowing how to feel like is it the worst movie ever or is it just like so bad it's potentially no it does not fall potentially it absolutely does not because it is i i at least want to give it credit that it is committed to its bit like it thinks it's great it thinks it's so smart yeah it's it's almost as if like tenant and Inception had a baby. Yeah. And, um... And that baby was yeah. strugg- struggling on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, it is not good. So, here's why it's not good. I was trying to good. think of, a, of a, a less callous way to no, phrase that. No, that wasn't too callous. I was so. gonna say, like, it, it just, like, it came out, like, five months too early. But uh, that's We're just, starting to get into a realm here that might be yeah. questionable. So, it, like... Every time they started to almost give you, <laughs> every time they started to almost do something in the movie, it was like hard left and oh surprise twist, and then and then we start going on a route and twist again, and I don't know any of the characters' names, and it was just exposition on top of exposition. They just kept explaining a thing, yeah, explaining a thing. Here's another explanation, and I, I was like, is this movie over? Is that Detective like Detective Rourke? I believe is that is it. You would know, because I certainly didn't. I don't know where I pulled that out of. It was tough. But I think stuff, it is. Man. And it was, I don't know. And every single, they were painting by number. It was, every single actor in here was just like, maybe. Um, I like Elise Braga. Yeah, she was great. She's always good. She was great. I don't know where they found William Fitchner as the, like, the bad guy. Yeah. Like. You didn't even know. He's. Like, 
he's not a bad actor, no. but it's just like you cast him as the lead villain in your movie. It's like it's very strange. I think he's been a villain in a couple other things. I don't remember, but yeah, he but was just fine like in it. you have like it's just so strange to me because I don't think this movie got much publicity and much promotion, and it's like a Ben Affleck movie directed by Robert Rodriguez. Like the movie should sell, yeah. and just with his name on. The, in the you know on the title card itself and like they didn't push it and they didn't promote it and there had to be a reason and the reason is it stinks yeah because like ben is on a high right now like air just came out air was well received air made some money air dropped on prime video the same day that hypnotic hit theaters so oh, you'd think that i don't know there'd be a little cross promotion there'd be something going on here and just nothing. Like, this is, like, straight-to-DVD, straight-to-video level stuff. Yeah. And even then, it's like, you throw the video out after you watch it. Like, this is not yeah. Well, it good. also didn't really make any sense. It wasn't seamless in the in the actual plot itself. Like, they were breaking their own rules later in the film that they set up in the beginning. Yeah. And it didn't make any damn sense. Right. The idea is that some people, they're not telepaths, they're hypnotics. They, they exist. It's like one step further. Yeah. Where like telepaths like know what you think and hypnotics can control what you think yes. and then basically just take over your brain and you do exactly what they want you to do. Uh, and uh, For the rest of your life, if that's what they call for. Yeah. And which towards, is crazy. Towards the end of the movie, they're not even speaking. They're just like, they look at a person and the person starts doing something and it's... We don't know what the fuck they said. It, it, and everybody, it just started turning into everyone maybe standing on the set and the cameras are turned on and everyone's just looking at each other and people are doing shit. That's like really right. where it goes. Especially in the third act when the movie is essentially on a movie set. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not too much of a spoiler. But yeah, it's like, oh, hypnotic, we, we have to film an ending here. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Right. A hypnotic can make you think see what you want to see so a hypnotic could like you could be talking to your mom your reality is you're just not seeing your mom bent. it's actually you're talking to a cop or whatever it is and it's like that's a huge twist at the end the after credits is like oh, i don't even know man it's not even worth spoiling because no one should see it at the beginning with the, that. the, the f- spoils aren't even worth the spoil the fact that this movie even <laughs> had beginning, a yeah. credit scene oh my god is insane because it sets up at least one sequel no one asked for this. No, no one asked for is going to ask for a second one. No. Um, I have no idea what Jackie Earl Haley is doing in this movie. Like, he has one scene, and the dude's a great actor, and he doesn't pick roles very often. Like, mm-hmm. he's uh, Rorschach. Yeah, Rorschach. Um, in Watchmen. Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, Nightmare Freddy. on Elm Street. Yeah, I mean, that movie's not good. But, um... Played Freddy Just Krueger. in the new one. Yeah. Um, in Little Children, he was great. He was nominated for that, I think. But he has one scene, and he's not even playing a real character. He's just playing someone that William Fitzner is impersonating. The movie's just crazy. It had, like, the worst CGI, and it's, like, so bad it made Doctor Strange look like Inception. Yeah. Where, like, the the world is closing in on itself. Oh, my God. And it's just the buildings are coming together, and they're shifting, and I... The one thing I can say is, like, I laughed so much during this movie because yeah. it is so bad. It's comical. Yeah. And I saw this movie alone, 
So it was just like I can just be like as loud and obnoxious as I want. And yeah. um, how about you? You saw you were with your brother. Yeah, we were in there. Some teens. Was came there in. other people? They came in like ten minutes in, and then they left immediately. And I was like, I guess they were hopping. I don't know, but yeah. I wanted them to stay to share the pain. You know? It's funny because like the movie was bad enough watching it, and then like the third act has you relive the first act. Yeah, it does. And it's just like this movie's so bad it made us rewatch itself. Yeah, and yeah, it's just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the, just the, so he like uh, he um. I, I, it's not even worth explaining. It's not worth explaining. It just it's, don't it's, even bother. It's just bad it sci-fi. It kind of reminded me of Serenity, that Matthew McConaughey movie with Anne Hathaway from a couple years ago. Okay. Where it's just like you think you're watching one movie, and then plot twist, like it's a complete science fiction thriller where everyone in the movie is just like a, a playable character in a video game. Okay. And that's Serenity in a nutshell. Okay. But it's also dealing with I I think it's. Um, like parental abuse or a school shooting. There's something else going on in that movie. But everyone in the movie is just like in a video game. Um, this movie, that like, sounds there's, better. there's something. No, that movie's one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, God. Uh, but this movie is, when you have parallels to that, it's it's not a good sign. Someone, you said someone had a uh, comment that it was like, this would be a great show. Great series. Great series. Yeah, I was, I was reading. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Maybe. AMC theaters like posted on uh, Facebook that like go see this mind-bending, magnificent new thriller, yeah. <laughs> and I was reading comments that people posted on there, and someone said it would be a good series. It, it would be a good series if it had a different director, had an entirely different cast, and an entirely different script. And it's slow- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, okay. And then uh, maybe we'll get a series and out of it. It slowed down. As it was that was just an actual critique. It was just like it's moving so fast. Through all these motions, I was, and every time it got to a point where I was like, oh, this might actually, nope, weird twist, just south. It just sucked, man. And the writing was just, oh my God. I'm still on, like, the mountain where I don't think Ben is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. And Dave and I were talking about this earlier, but I was trying to come up with Ben's top four movies. And it was kind of a struggle to get beyond four. Yeah. I mean, we have The Good Will Hunting, yeah, The Town. Gone Girl and Armageddon, but after that, like fifth is probably Argo, and then it's just it's a steep cliff. I'm gonna, and he's got thirty years of films to his name, and it's just even those movies I just listed, he's not great in Good Will Hunting or Armageddon, and the and Gone Girl, he's just playing himself, like he's stiff and he's, he's wooden. Great in Gone Girl, I mean, really he, no, he's just to do. he's playing like aloof agitated yeah. husband, which is probably how I think about him in real life, and that's how every paparazzi catches him as. But I'm a big Bat fan, so like I think he is a good Batman. He's a good Bruce, he's a good Bat. So you haven't seen Snyder Cut, but... And I'm now I'm maybe making people pick sides here, but I thought he was a good Bat, so... Sorry if you turn it off. <laughs> anyway. He's so bad. Fucking so so bad. You know what? Like, hypnotic. What do you think? Let me end this on this one note. Uh, but it's like the attention to detail or the lack of attention to detail this movie had. What I think never survived this moment. It's like the beginning of the movie opens with him in therapy, confessing about him losing his daughter. She was kidnapped, and we don't know where he is. And there's like this really terrible reveal where he 
pulls his jacket off the couch and we see his Austin police badge and his gun. Oh, so he's a cop. Okay. Great reveal. But he's exiting the building to get into his partner's car. And there's like a big sign on the door, this beautiful glass building. And it just says Department of Occupational Therapy. Yeah. And it's just funny that this movie thinks that this is what occupational therapy is. It's like therapy for your job or your occupation. (laughs) Occupation therapy. Right. And like, but that's how much thought that this movie put into its details and its script is that's what it thought. And it's so bad that they repeat this whole sequence again at the end. And, and that's it's a what lot it is. of remember that remember when he grabbed the hand door handle this way, he like walks out of the building and steps on a cockroach, and then later when they replay the whole film from a different perspective, they're like cockroach, and he yeah. stabs, and it's like it's oh, like a, a piece like, of gum. You're not that smart. Like this isn't that de- like this is it's that's yeah, tough, dude. It's tough. It's not even about as gory as I want it to be. You know, I don't know. I gave it a one. Half a one, please. Half a one star. I like it. And uh, half star for David, and that's just for the main actress. That's it. I do like Alice Braga. She's great. Else can go to hell. Yeah, in a handbasket. <laughs> you want to play a game? Sure, Jigsaw. What game do you have in mind? Uh, maybe news today. You know, it was actually a slow news two weeks, but I did find eleven tidbits to yeah. share with you. Sixty seconds on the clock. Let's go. Ready, and Adam Driver reportedly accepted the role of Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. That's a 10. 10? Gladiator sequel. Pedro Pascal, Paul Mescal, Barry Keoghan, Denzel Washington, Connie Nielsen. Wow. Sorry, 10. There you go. (laughs) There you go. I'm waiting for you. Wow. Uh, Ray. Pass my Paul Mascals. Let's go. Okay. Ray will reportedly not be main lead in Star Wars New Jedi Order. Oh, really? They Sorry. No. Mm, Four. That's sad. Bugs Bunny live action movie officially in development. What? Live, (laughs) though. That's that's a 10. Nick Cage returning for Lord of War 2 with Bill Skarsgård. Uh, Dune movie part two, November 3rd, trailer dropped. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Big 10, though. You should have. I don't want to ruin me. Twisted Metal TV series starring Anthony Mackie coming to Peacock. Anthony Mackie couldn't do it, Uh, but uh, 10. And there's our buzzer. No more Anthony Mackie in that, please. But 10 for the rest of it. Jenna Ortega officially confirmed to be playing Winona Ryder's daughter in Beetlejuice sequel. I don't know. I, I don't know who that is. Jenna Ortega? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Um, Robert Pattinson and Robert Downey Jr. to play serial killer and cop in new film. Zodiac 2. Who do you think is the serial killer and who is the cop in that? Downey or Pattinson? Pat, you asked me, Patton is the uh, killer. Correct. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, I thought you were Jack the Ripper. The worst bit of news I could share with you. Okay. Fast and Furious 11 finale <laughs> reportedly being stretched Three into part. an entire trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense as yeah, a headline. That makes the most sense. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Alright. There is... Um, <laughs> this movie's called <laughs> The Mother. 
was Dick, uh, d- uh, directed by Nikki Caro. Um, this is the letterboxed. A deadly female assassin comes out of hiding to protect the daughter that she gave up years before while on the run from dangerous man. Men. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, it's a very important distinction. Yeah, from yes. dangerous man. <laughs> um, the, okay, so that's Letterboxd. This is the IMDb. Came out in 2023. It's an hour and 55 minutes long. While fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life. You know. She left her Can I take issue with that? I wish you would. Is she a deadly female assassin? She's a she's a war vet. Yeah, she's like a she's like a fucking soldier. She's not, not a assassin. deadly female assassin. <laughs> <laughs> she's a sniper that was in the military that then just she became just good. she like, became like an arms broker. Yeah, she's good. She's at not a deadly I assassin. It's not like Atomic it. Blonde or Peppermint. Yeah, yeah. Peppermint. <laughs> no, the, she's like a the other Jennifer like that really Ben won't talk about. She's a really good soldier, you know? But she's not an assassin. It's not like she made her life assass- assassin people. Assassinary. You know? Uh, this is uh, part two of uh, Husband and Wife, the new segment where we're just going to talk about spousal movies. Sparital. So, Sparital movies. Yeah, Sparital. Man. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> these, they both are spar. Yeah, both of these people are married spar. to each other, and this movie came out, uh, both of them came out this year, dude. Could you imagine if they like their characters were married to each other? It would make for two very, very interesting movies. It sure would. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the sequel. More than what we got. Um, the, the hypnotic mother and father. Um, so do you want to <laughs> talk about Because you seem to hate it. Um, yeah, this movie stinks. This movie stinks? Yeah. This movie Big is... Big stinker. This movie is not good. So no, it's not good. That's great. You know what? We're I, I was. <laughs> I think we were on the same page with hypnotic. Yeah, well, like, unless we're you hypnotized me. Here, this is nice. Do you hypnotize me? No, no. So yeah, so you talk because this. Uh, I want. I have also things to say. But I want you to talk. <laughs> well, like I've never been like a huge J Lo fan, personally. Um, but overall, she was fine. I was gonna say she's yeah. not my biggest problem with this movie. Yes, yeah, no, she's not my biggest problem. She's not even yeah. a problem. She was fine. No, she's not a problem. She the problem is this movie's okay for maybe about a third, and then it gets into what the movie wants to be about, and then it's just all the wrong directions. Yeah. So we can do essentially spoiler warning at some point in this conversation. Yeah. But um, she's. Basically, she's a war vet, and she brokers arms and guns from Joe Fiennes' character to Gael Garcia Bernal's character. And once she finds out that they're also brokering or trafficking kids, she calls the FBI and becomes an informant. And then she is impregnated by one of these two men, we think. We never know who the father is. Yeah. And we still don't. Really good line that for that answer, though. I love, that was a really good moment. Sure. You um, didn't like that? No. The one guy it's, looks up and says, like, well, whose is it? And she says, it isn't Esteban's, and it isn't Sharad Fez's. She's mine. And I'm like, that's a good... 
Uh, we don't really need to know. She's the mother. I hate that line. I hate that. It is one of them. Name of the. <laughs> it is one of them. They, I know. They that, like, that's, being the, a mother. that's the messaging of the movie. Guess just, what? It's one of them. So who is it? <laughs> it's just stuffing the messaging wow, of this like movie it. down your throat. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially with all of the wolf stuff. They, and yeah. the wolf has to protect their cubs. They mentioned her be, being a mother hundreds of times in this film. She will kill everything <laughs> in this movie but another mother. You know, it's just like everything can die except that wolf, though, because the wolf's a mother. But, you know, that that deer that she kills probably didn't have kids, right? We don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, get him. Just um, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> so she becomes an informant for the FBI and these two evil men find out and they try to kill her. And she's pregnant at the time. And she gets stabbed in her pregnant belly, but the baby somehow survives. And she goes into witness protection, but the baby has to be separated from her so that the baby can be protected as well. Another form of witness protection. Uh, In Edie Falco's one scene where she plays a special agent in charge of some FBI bureau, um, delivering just the most rote, monotonous dialogue in her only scene of Throws this movie. paperwork at her. You're I, not a fake mother. I've seen Edie Falco more them. in these last two weeks than I would ever care to want. She was in Bupkiss on the Pete Davidson show, oh, yeah. and she had a small part in Fool's Paradise, and now she's in this. In the smallest part, I don't even know why you cast her in this movie. Yeah, she has one scene. And then we fast forward 12 years, and the kid's now 12, and she's in danger, so J-Lo has to come out of hiding, come out of Witsec to... Apparently, um, put the pants on of being a female deadly assassin Assassin. again. (laughs) To being Electra again. And uh, (laughs) basically goes on a mass murdering spree sanctioned by the FBI. (laughs) Not really. This seems to be happening behind. But the one, I think the one main guy. Amari Hardwick is an FBI agent. Yeah, he was like, look, you saved my life, so I'm going to help you kill everybody. That's about it. I was like, he's like, the FBI is like, so we just take the believability of this entire movie. And they launch it down. You're right. Completely up and down. It was good up until, like, you know, that first chase scene, which I was was laughing so hard. I had to note. That there's a scene where she's on like the little moped and she's got the helmet yeah. on. Yeah. Just so we know that, you know, it's a stunt woman in there. We yes. know Jayla's not doing this. The only reason she I put a helmet on. Six times. Because they do it later in the movie again. They do. When they put it on the girl. Yeah, they're like, the young girl. They're about to do some crazy motorcycle shit, so we can't know that the crazy is an overstatement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, during that scene. Um, I think later there's a motorcycle scene where J-Lo's riding and she's like, Zoe, jump! Like to jump onto the motorcycle that yeah. J-Lo is riding. And it looks so bad. And I'm like, I, I said out loud, nope, that wouldn't ever happen. She like swings her up on the back. Like it was just insane. But yeah. the first chase scene. So there's a scene at the very end where there's like a, a wedding happening. And the oh, yeah. bride well, throws her bouquet in the... Before we even get that. Okay, so the beginning part of the chase scene yeah. started on foot. Mm-hmm. And then I, like she like gets on a motorcycle. And this yeah. guy's still on foot. And then she gets in a car. No, I'm sorry. No, and this guy's uh, no. still on foot. She steals a motorcycle. She sure yes. does, yeah. She steals a car by She's, punching a driver in the yep, face. She just, like, pun- <laughs> He's like, what the fuck, lady? And punches yeah. him. I, I was... It would have been funny... 
if she was like first started off on like roller skates and then she gets on the scooter yeah and then she gets on a moped cover all the modes of transportation yeah it was so funny just like it it escalated and then go ahead tell about the wedding so the end of the chase scene is so she hits this guy with her car that that (laughs) she's chasing and he's just floating through the air just like but it is is, it is intercut with a wedding happening right next to it where the bouquet is also thrown thrown into the air mm-hmm. and they're each <laughs> spinning revolutions are happening at the same exact time <laughs> and his body is spinning in is the... so funny looking oh it's so it's weird so uh, he's like in a playhouse stiff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a trampoline park <laughs> um and he survives it like he gets fucking clonked by that car yeah uh only That's to so be only to be uh waterboarded in the very next scene. Yep. Uh, also sanctioned by the FBI. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of the, violence. The in movie this. just uh it's not believable. It's not fun. No. It's the action scenes like I thought they were okay in the beginning, like passable. Yeah. Like, okay, we're actually gonna be violent. This could be good. Uh, they quickly devolve into nothing that's interesting. Can we talk about the point where the where the little girl discovers quote unquote that she's the mother so they're at a gas station and the girl just she's <laughs> wait no i forgot about the other part so the little girl's in the front seat right they save her they save her from the bad guys and they're driving and jennifer lopez jennifer Lopez <laughs> is in the back seat and the little girl like looks at her through the rear view and goes to her phone and we see her typing it basically is that my mother <laughs> How do you know your mother's near? <laughs> that was one of that was one of my unanswered questions for you. Holy shit! So this girl has been raised by a family in Ohio for the last twelve years. She has no reason to be asking that. So my unanswerable question is: Does she think that every woman she meets is her mother? <laughs> this is everyone. She's got a mom. Like she wasn't raised without a mom. She knows she's adopted though. I get. We yeah, don't know that, we but know. we're assuming that she knows. <laughs> but then when she gets out of the oh, car, God. Jennifer Lopez goes to get candy, and when she comes back, like she she's like, "Ah, oh, you're under protection now by the cops, so I'm gonna go." And she starts to walk away, and the little girl's like, "Are you my mother?" <laughs> and Jayla looks back, and she's like, "No." And like cold, dude. Cold. No reason to ask. It just it blew my mind. Second unanswerable question. Okay. Did anyone in this movie smile? <laughs> no one was happy to be. Did we have one? Even when she gets an I love you at the end. No, nothing. Yeah. Um maybe the bad guy smiles when he knows he's fucking getting crazy. This I will is, say can highlight I ask, of this movie. Oh, Alright, go ahead. Because I do have Sorry. a serious question for you. Okay. Um actor that was in Sound of Metal. Oh, no, I was going to say that was in uh, Werewolf by Night. <clears throat> by Night. Oh, Gael uh, Garcia Bernal. He was so He's good. always good. He was incredible. He's always good. He, was, like, yeah. he wasn't in that much, but his shit was like, wow. Was yeah, he had his one scene. Mm-hmm. Menacing yeah. as hell. Um, my serious question for you was, like, do you think the movie, obviously, um, Jennifer Lopez's character is pretty terrible. But they kind of hide that fact. And they don't like show us that much of her being 
just like a pretty crappy person, and she's an actual criminal. But Why is they, she a bad person? Because she got out of the military, and she's like, my only option was to be a cashier at a supermarket. Yeah. So I'm going to no, broker deals yeah. for <laughs> like war terrorists. Yeah, dumb. And then it's just like she only has like a change of heart when she sees that they're trafficking children. But it's just like you were basically fueling an arms race for a on who knows how long a period of time while sleeping with both of these war criminals. But we're just going to like gloss over that fact because we don't want to paint you as such a negative character in this movie. Yeah. And it didn't even really touch on the fact whether she really even felt bad about that. Like, it didn't even wrap around to her having some sort of, like, I hate you guys for, like, making me do... Like, I don't know. It was just, like, she was like, oh, yeah, that was a part of my life. Right. It, it kind of just, like, sh- like, one of the shoehorn the fact in then is just, like, vets have no job opportunities once they get home. Yeah. I don't know. But, I don't know. It I just, know. uh, it wasn't, vet. I wasn't well done. Idea. I was saying that Paul Racy from Down the Middle, I thought he was good. He was, like, the, the guy in Alaska... That was oh, working yeah. at the store. Oh, like was, I like yeah, that guy a lot. Phenomenal. I haven't seen him yeah. since Sound of Metal. Yeah, but um, yeah, he, he was great. Yeah, he was. Fun. Yeah, um, yeah, it was tough shit, man. Like it was. I was like bouncing around in the beginning. I was like, this isn't great, but it isn't awful. And then it quickly started to get so awful. My third unanswerable question for you: What do you think is higher, the budget of this movie? Or this poor daughter's future therapy bill. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going she here? She saw a lot of shit. She went through so much. And what J-Lo does when she gets back to Alaska is just start firing weapons haphazardly <laughs> around <laughs> her. They started training her. Killing animals. But before the training. She's just like... Yeah. She, like, the she's daughter is looking away. at this deer in the woods. Oh, and she's like, oh, it's beautiful. Like, literally says that, and she just cocks a gun and kills it in front of her. Holy shit. Yeah. There was, like, this... And then... Go ahead. No. It just... The movie just, like, continually tried to up itself with how ludicrous it was. Yeah. Like, there's this one scene where they're talking at the dinner table, and her daughter doesn't want oh, to yeah. eat meat. And she's like... Everything that you could have ever eaten in your life, Everything people have li- lives have been lost over what you read. I heard a mercenary yes. tell me a story in the Ivory Coast where there was a civil war over cashews. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going anything, on? Anything you've ever put in your mouth has come from violence, she says. And then she starts naming things. She's like, cashew milk. And then she says that. I'm like, oh. You know what? A cashew didn't come from a... a <laughs> something you just shot outside in front of me <laughs> when the bullets that are still ringing from my ear from when my adopted father slash FBI agent dad just got sh- gunned down in front of me. Saw that. She saw that. She saw a lot. And then at the end of it, so she trains her how to dr- drive. She trains her how to drive. <laughs> teaching her how to drive. I think I said how to train a dragon. She teaches, trains her how to use a dragon. Um... <laughs> She teaches her that. She teaches yeah. her to shoot. She's like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to skin an animal or whatever. Do you think she, All stuff. Did, she teaches her how to drive stick in the snowy <laughs> landscape of Alaska? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, crazy. So yeah. then at the end of the movie, the daughter suddenly is like, 
now trying to reach for weapons every time one's in front of her. And she's like, right. I can do it. And like Jennifer Lawrence is like, <laughs> direct quote. No. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. You just, you just whatever. <laughs> so she reaches for a gun. And she's like, I could kill, I can kill these guys. Oh, it's like, you're girl, you're 11. And now she has the, like the bandwidth to kill a man. A man. <laughs> like uh, suddenly it just jumps. Man. So that it's was one crazy. of the things that I laughed at openly. Cause like, there's like JLo writes her a letter yeah, and in the letter, yeah. she's like, "These have been the best months of my life." I was like, "It's been months. Holy I thought it's shit. been like three days. It's not like three days. It's been months. Says, Use what I taught you." It's like you taught her how to drive stick, <laughs> like, and how to hold a sniper rifle. What the fuck? Like, it's it's crazy, right? It's craziness. Um, it's like there's so many things I like to pick apart about this movie, just the stupidness and the yeah. stupidity of it. Um, one of the things that really bothered me though was that she gets bit by the wolf. I was going to talk about right? that too, yeah. And she, uh, JLo takes her to a vet for something. She takes her to a vet? I didn't even know. Catch or that. whatever. Uh, or okay. a doctor or whatever. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. It would something. be funny if she took her to a veterinary hospital. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking joke. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, go She ahead. takes her to... Dog bite, I guess take her to a vet. In urgent care. <laughs> go ahead. And those urgent care places might serve as vet offices out there. We don't know. Right. <laughs> For an eight-stitch cut yeah. that J-Lo can't do herself? Right. Like, She's... you're going to risk the entirety of your sanctuary for an eight-cut stitch? You're a... "Quote unquote deadly female assassin." The you were in the military. Opens, you can stitch that up easily. It opens with her using a toothpick and some fucking like Elmer's super glue, glue. Yeah. to fix a man's bullet wound. She right. does it all MacGyvery. I was like, yeah. "Oh, so she's dope." You're right. <laughs> Doesn't. Oh my god. What do you think she did for like money or a living out there? In Alaska, when she worked out in Alaska, or whatever. Because like Paul Racy's like she must have had a sharpshooter like you. You're not. She didn't have any money. Sharpshooter like you. From the lifestyle she had with the guys and yeah, FBI, FBI takes all that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So then I don't know. Maybe she was. But like Paul Racy asked her, like, "You're a sharpshooter. You're gonna kill a lot of a lot of wolves." I don't want to kill wolves. I'll kill wolves. Yeah, that's the only thing. I'll just kill the male animals. There was so <laughs> much just hatred yeah. for anything male in this movie. Yeah, it looks like. Did Benny. you get that vibe? Yeah. So it's like all the men yeah. were vilified. Yeah, I guess. Like Omari Hardwick as the FBI agent. In the ma- in the span of 50 minutes, yeah, he, gets he gets stabbed and nearly killed. In Cuba, he gets stabbed in the yeah, back. Yeah, I was saying, and then I was like, nothing happens. going through it. Like, nothing, he gets he's, shot he's in the first to six minutes Running of the movie. a marathon immediately after getting stabbed he's in getting the middle of the back. Up, and then he just gets popped in the head, and then he's done. <laughs> he gets stabbed, and she he's, fixes his wound. Twice. Second time. Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't she? F- I don't know, man. We're just we're just going in deep. I just wish I knew who the father was. I I, I, li- I like I still like line. it that it doesn't matter. I liked that line of like because that's what we're going for. She's the mother. Like, but that like, bothered yeah, me I, only I like because that. I think the movie was trying to obfuscate the fact that she was a, actually a terrible person oh, that was no, sleeping with per- two warlords. So yeah. we're like, we're gonna throw this little buzzy line at you where it's like. This baby, this baby's not either of these men's. It's mine. I was like, well, it's someone's, someone else's. Yeah, that's cute. It is someone's though. <laughs> right? Not, not the know? virgin mother. It is yours. I understand that. Did you but know? Who is the father? Did you watch this with subtitles? <laughs> no, I never watched fucking. Right, movies so I watch with everything subtitles, with subtitles. Psychopath. 
Do you know what J-Lo's name in the movie was? Nope. She did not have a name. Really? In the credits and on subtitles, she is listed as mother. <laughs> no, that doesn't make it cooler. You know, the movie does end with a statue of the Virgin Mary carrying a cross. Does it really? Yes, it does. Did you see that? I must have missed that. Uh, it also ends with her oh, having... Oh, the dude! Oh, wait! No, 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 it re- the ending. With the bracelet that she's wearing, a little bracelet that says, says Mom. Oh, I thought it said Zoe. I thought it was no, a daughter's it says, name. It said Mom. Okay. Which is not the name of the movie. No, no Mom. Yeah. The Mom. mom. <laughs> the it does end. Mom. Go ahead, though. Um, so does the Jennifer Lawrence does this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already been calling it. I'm going to keep calling it. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence, also star of a movie called Mother. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point. J-Law does... J-Lo does this thing where before she shoots where she taps her her chest, her heart. Get the heartbeat going. Like, get the heartbeat down. Get the heartbeat you know? down. Yeah. Okay, that's what that's for. Like normalize the heartbeat. Like, oh, I didn't realize that was... Does that I work? I think that she was trying to do that. Does that fucking work? Like you she's trying to like think about her heartbeat to lower it. All right, I guess that might work. I don't know. That seems silly to me. But yeah. so she... Because the... Ralph Fiennes mentions it later. He's like, can you slow down your heartbeat like your daughter could? Could she do it as well? I'm Voldemort. But, so like, <laughs> he didn't play Voldemort. So um, also it's not Ralph Fiennes, but that's okay. It's his brother. Is it really? Joe Fiennes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Learn something every pod. Yeah. You remember Joe Fiennes? You remember Joe? You remember old Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fixer Joe Fiennes? Yeah, yeah, he was in um, Joey Fine. Horror Story 2. He was in one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting off track. So she's stabbing yeah. her her chest. Yeah. And when she gets the daughter at one point in the diner, the daughter's like starting to get real freaked out. She's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. And she starts tapping her chest as well. Oh, I didn't see that. So, oh, that's yeah. Funny. So she looks and she <laughs> sees it. And, but now it makes even less fucking sense. If that's a military taught skill, when the fuck? Like, and I don't why know. would that's not hereditary? You don't pass down knowledge like that through your genes. Doesn't make any damn sense. Fuck, man. <sighs> Crazy shit. Overall, um, this movie is a cautionary tale that if you're biological daughter is ever kidnapped by a drug cartel the first thing you should do is train her how to be a killer afterwards <laughs> because that is the proper response i also didn't get that j-lo is like such like a such like a tough exterior tough shell mm-hmm. and like she sneaks out of the house one night to feed the mama wolf when it's injured do you remember that scene i do um why would you hide the one act of humanity that you did from your daughter that thinks that you're the worst person to ever live? Well, because you can't make her love. I get that, I guess. It's like, I got to protect her even from me. Like, I don't want her to like me. Maybe. You, you know? think that's what it was? It's like, I don't want her to even know that I am I can be good. She, she hates me. It's better to hate me than to like me. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's the overall reason she gave her up in the beginning. In the beginning was like, I can't have her. I don't know. The movie's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> Two things that did make me laugh, though, and, and we'll close it with this, was um, that snowmobile snowmobile scene where they're mm-hmm. shouting. Yeah. I just like the fact that, like, J-Lo is, she might be screaming, but she's not screaming that loudly. But they're probably, like, 100 feet apart with snowmobiles oh, that blaring. Oh, well. yeah. She says, always. jump! Yeah, yeah. And, but the guy doesn't hear. Yeah, He's yeah. <laughs> And also that You're movie, not hearing her. That movie could have ended right there if she kept her own helmet on. Because she was dressed 
as a bad guy during she that was. scene. Yeah. They didn't know that she was a bad guy. She, she was dressed like a bad guy. Sorry, I'm getting updates. My pacemaker. Um, if you're hearing those. Starts having um, your heart. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, that movie could have ended if she just kept a helmet on herself. and was just like, yo, act like you're being abducted. And I'll just drive away. And they never would have known. If she was a real good assassin, she would have fucking paid attention to shit like that. I give this movie a hard two. I gave it a one and a half. Two stars. Yeah, I give it one and a half. Yeah. It's a bad it's a not good. I did like the fact that um, Joe Fine says during one scene, I think where he's about to kill Amari Hardwick, he's like, looks at his uh, his gun. He's like, ah, standard FBI holster. Yeah. We don't have a standard holster. Okay, great. No. It's <laughs> like one of the one things we don't have. The, the, Again, attention to detail. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, it's just like... Very simple things. Even the generic stuff at the FBI safe house in the beginning was just so like there was like the one hard cop like being tough on it's her. Like movie stuff, you know. <sighs> what's up, what's stuff. up with Edie Falco? I want to get her a glass of water. I don't know. Let's move on. Fuck it. She's like one of the most iconic TV actresses of all time. The Chaser, right? <laughs> Cleanser. <laughs> That's Kira the Sedgwick. Lady. No, she's in Sopranos. She's Tony uh, Soprano's wife again. And then she was uh, Nurse Jackie for like seven years on Showtime. Oh. But I just don't get it. But let's move on. Let's move on. Blackberry. Blackberry is two hours long, exactly. That's got an extra minute in there. Nah, this is this is IMDb Cooper says okay. Blackberry two hours. We'll see what LB has to say. Came out in twenty twenty three. The story of the. M- Met meteoric meteor yes that actually I couldn't read that the story of the meteoric rise and cata- catastrophic too demise. many syllables for you too many letters all t- directly one after each other the story of the meteor meteoric rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone that's IMDb BlackBerry oh it's longer BlackBerry <laughs> directed by Matt Johnson who did shaking your head. Nothing else. Nothing of note. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow, he looks weird. Is he in this? He's the third lead. Holy shit. Okay. Two mismatched entrepreneurs. Egghead. <laughs> wow, he looks weird. <laughs> he does. Oh, and I was, I was like, oh, he he's in, in this? this? Dude, there's a more button you have to click to read this whole thing. I'm looking at it right line. now. I'm looking at it. Work hard, fail hard. Blackberry, 2023. Two mismatched entrepreneurs, egghead innovator Mike Lassadarifus and cutthroat businessman Jim Balasic, join join forces (laughs) in an endeavor that was to become a worldwide hit in little more than a decade. The device that one of them invented and the other sold was the Blackberry. An addictive mobile phone that I'm, my mouth is getting dry reading this. An addictive mobile phone that changed the way the world worked and played and communicated. And but just as BlackBerry was rising to new peaks, it also started started losing its way through the Jesus through the fog of smartphone wars. Management, indecision, and outside distractions, eventually leading to the breakdown of one of the most successful ventures in the history of the tech and business worlds. Jesus. You reading that was almost as tortured and long as the demise of the BlackBerry. 
Dude, I, I really almost blacked out. <laughs> seeing stars. You blackberried out. I blackberried out there for a second. Wow, dude, that was a lot. Did you have a blackberry? No. Yeah, I didn't have one either. Did you? No. Did you know anyone with one? Uh oh yeah, everyone had them. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was just before. I think it was just before our time. I, I, I got I a ra- like. I got a razor as my first one. Yeah, my first. I one. needed BlackBerry, so I I knew they were there, but it was like, hey, we couldn't afford it. And no it one emails like, you. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fucking. And no one emails us. Emails in at the uh, talking pictures pod at gmail.com. We'll get an email one of these days. Email us your your first BlackBerry story. Um, I don't know, bro. I, think, I love this movie. I think this movie's pretty great. It's really fucking good, it's really good. dog. Finally We're got one. Three for three, man. Three for this three. awesome. Let's just close on a high. I saw, oh, we'll talk about Guardians a little bit. Dude, I saw this today. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's I mean, really good. I know. It has no business being this good. Right. Yeah. It's a little and long. I, I knew, yeah, it was a little long. I knew it was going to be good going into it. Yeah. It's got rave reviews. Yeah. Um, but damn. It... It does everything that like all of these other movies that have come out in recent years has tried to do. Like Tetris. Air, I think. Also, I know how much you liked Air, but yeah, I was like thinking as I was watching Air, I was like, I this is this is doing what Air should have been doing, and they're doing Air, I think it didn't take itself as seriously. Well, as I was gonna say, day. Air Air didn't want to take any risks. Yeah. They knew what they had, this they had some stars, that. they had they knew what they and had. They were like, let's just chill with those guys and characters. This movie's this. more fun, it's more inventive. Holy smokes. Um and I don't know, man. Let's get let's get some buzz going for all old right. Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Wow, right? <laughs> Dude, he was bald cap and all. He like every time he just commanded the screen. And not just because he was screaming at the top of his lungs on the hilarious. Staff. He's so funny. It was funny. so funny. Yeah. But he just was like he was in there. Yeah. It was deep. Like, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I like that this didn't hit you over the head with, it's in the 90s. Now it's in the aughts. Like, yeah, that you, was didn't, my you didn't thing like with that with Air. Yeah. Air was like, remember what that, remember this takes place in the 80s? Like, this was just, uh, it set it up yeah. and then let it alone and it yeah. got and back to where we're supposed to be with these people. Also, Jave, uh, excuse me. Jay. Jay uh, Baruchel. I never know how to pronounce his name. Baruchel. Yeah. Was incredible. Avatar guy. So my que- my question my question incredible. for you is Matt Johnson was I was like Damn, I really thought he was good yeah my like, question for you is like I, I thought the movie kind of botched Jay's like third act transformation a little bit because he's like kind of the guy we know in the beginning he's kind of the guy in the middle and then like hard cut and then he's like wearing a suit with like slicked back hair and he looks like a super villain you botched you think they botched it? like i just i don't I was like i didn't it. know if they botched it or not but it just like it. it felt it felt very sudden sudden for this just to happen like in four years but maybe i just like or whatever however long it was it just it just seemed very like oh this is who he becomes okay well he gets that in the position of power that late in the movie that he is it's been a decade yeah he's now got out of a shell and he's now in control of the shit like he's yelling and i think it's kind of interesting that like yeah now he has the ability to scream at his employees he never was that guy and he's like yeah literally telling people to shut up and get out of his face and then it's also at the time when like blackberry was it was the threats of this damn iphone iphone yeah it's yeah. over yeah so he's gonna lose it all so he's kind of like he didn't think he was gonna lose it all though but i don't know what you mean i mean he was Coming, no, he didn't think it was gonna lose at all, but you yeah. can tell he was like, I need to come up with something here. Yeah, so I think it was okay, I think it was earned, and I, yeah, harsh yeah. contrast, but 
I don't know if they botched it. I think it was okay. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I, I just wish there had been like one more scene to show that transformation more, but I, I it wasn't like a, like a huge nitpick, but it was okay. just like something that was just like, well, that just seemed a little fast, mm-hmm. but, um, I would take out all of Glenn Howerton's NHL shit. I don't know what that was. That's what was taking so long for me. It was like, why is he trying to buy a... Well, I is think... he trying to move from this onto the... Because he knows this is falling apart. But he didn't know about the iPhone. So I was just like a little lost. I think that was... I think that was in there because it probably happened. Yeah. And because it meant he didn't... He wasn't at the company when all this other... When it was crumbling and everything was happening. Yeah, he was just like trying to move on he would have left yeah like he wasn't he wasn't on scene but he wasn't like on scene when like all of like the company that made him essentially was falling apart yeah so it kind of blindsided him i guess right whereas it's like maybe all this wouldn't happen wouldn't have happened if like he was like in the office yeah helping to weather this storm because he hired the one guy michael ironside to like kind of you know yeah michael ironside i was like damn he's still alive yeah, right? Starship Troopers. Crazy. I, was I know. Like, Crazy. He's fucking awesome. He was great. He was yeah. Michael Ironside in it, you know? Um, it just goes to show you just like um, like a movie like this can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like biopics have been so rampant in recent years and this one actually sucked the landing. Yeah. I was very, I was yeah. very, I was surprised because like, why are they making a movie about the Blackberry? Like, yeah. are they just making a movie about everything now? Mm-hmm. And we know the Flaming Hot Cheeto movie's coming out this year. It sure is. Directed by Ava Longoria. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm going to make you see. I'm going to see it, yeah. So we were... Um... But this gives me hope that that movie could be okay yeah. if we can make a compelling Blackberry movie. Yeah. And you know what? It is well, like... God. No, I was, gonna, I was just going to say that, like, yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be about the downfall, too. Because, mm. like, that's not really... Um... I don't know if I guess bio, biopics do. Oh yeah, biopics do. Social that's how that. the whole point is. It goes from being in. But as it started to like fall apart, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this is this goes away," and I get, we get to find out why. Like this is kind of cool. So I was yeah, in the act of learning during it too, which is nice. Right. When they leave, great the, ending uh, at the warehouse too. Yes. Great final scene. Social network is probably the. That's why I mentioned staple, it. The bar is set there of like reach up for this thing. This is it's the pinnacle. Is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that last scene was really good. They were doing it. Really, they were really doing good. It really, they brought some sort of yeah. weight to it. When they leave the uh, prototype in the car, I was actively squirming my seat. Uh, oh yeah. Oh my That's in the god! Taxi. Yeah. Come on, man! Like this is like it was tough. That was uh, to watch. It was good. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't do any research. I don't know if that's how they actually named the Blackberry. Yeah, that I don't know. That it was, was a stain. A, a stain on a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It was just so much fun. It was so well written. It was a great Everybody time. It was incredible. And even the, the jumps, you know, they weren't like, this is 2008. Here's what this jumps looks like. Jumps were fine. It was, it was great. It yeah. Was, it was great, you know? Yeah. Like you said, a little long. Uh, lost me in the third act. Just a little bit. But um, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Just he was incredible. So good. It was and and, it, and it's tough to I think I laughed at every line of delivery he had. Mm-hmm. It's tough to be in it and direct. So good to this guy, you know. He played a good part too. Good on, uh, he was a good actor. Howard Joy was his name. Henry. I think Howard, Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t- man. Carrie El- Elwes was in it. And I was like, oh, that guy was. I've in seen it. so much Carrie Elwes this year. Fucking oh my god. Saul. <laughs> yeah, but I saw him in Sweetwater and I saw him in Operation Fortune. Oh really? Yeah. He's he's following me around month to month. Yeah. 
I just, I don't know. Go see this shit, man. It was really good. Go see it. Really support good. it. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gave it a four. Yeah, same. I'm going to okay, four. Four and a half even. It was really good. Ooh. I really enjoyed it. All right, man. I think we are at the Have last... we reached it? Yeah. Are we there? The precipice of the podcast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're so proud that you came up with that right then and there. Yes, I sure am. <laughs> that alliter- alliteration. Uh, I haven't used the word precipice uh, since my youth. Or podcast. Or podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the last movie. Hit the final, hit the hit the movie music, Dave. This year's, we hope, number one motion picture. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Thrice. Volume Trace? Uh, Thrice. <laughs> Thrice. Once more with feeling. This is the letterboxed. Boston. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him and defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know it. Nice. Third movie. Short and sweet. We're in there. Yeah. It's over. This is the IMDb. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own. A mission that could mean the end of the Guardians is not successful. Okay. Great. I guess it's Disney. They got off. You know, I'm looking at the poster and it's actually pretty cool. None of them are looking into the camera of the poster. I guess that's the whole point. There's a bunch of different posters, though. This particular one is pretty funny. They're all just looking in different directions. It's kind of cool. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting that the both plots list the steel reeling from the loss of Gamora because mm-hmm. it's not even the main plot point of the movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But it's definitely like it. It is a plot point, but yeah. it's not the main one. It's definitely important. Um. We saw, we this, saw together. this together. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at that. End of podcast. And we saw this together. Good night. Um, we saw this together, man. We did. Um, and uh, I was a little more joyous about it than you were. As were uh, our friends Bob and Dexter, who we saw. Yes. With. We are yeah. the three of us enjoyed it. And you were yeah. a little less lackluster about it. So maybe. To say the least. Wow, it got worse since. It's gotten worse since because of the reaction to it. Oh. All right, hipster. (laughs) (laughs) When we saw that, you were like, ugh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't my favorite of the films. But now it's even worse. It's like you hate it. I don't want to go first. I don't want to be the buzzkill. All right, I'll be first. first. Let's go, dog. I really enjoyed it, and here's why. Yeah. So, like, at first... What do you give it? Let's start with there, and then we'll devolve. Let me talk about it. All right. I think I'll hype myself up. Okay, then I'll guess your score. All right. Yeah. So, um, it starts off slow for me. And I was like, so, I was a little let down. Like, James Gunn needs to have somebody else write his comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, his comedy for Guardians 1 was on point. And then since then, anything he's done with this shit, even with them. Um, it's because it was fresh. Yes, it was a new, whoa, they can make a movie like that? That's crazy. And then even yeah. his, um. His shit with Suicide Squad. I was like, dude, you're just rehashing. You're just rehashing old jokes. And fuck, there's actually a poop joke in this movie. Like, I just was let down by that. I remember it. But then. It wasn't good. Then this movie sets itself apart from, like, Marvel. And it 
gets a lot darker and he just says, fuck it, we're going with the third film. And we're going to have nothing to do with the universe at stake or anything as far as like the in Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. It's, it's, I like that. I like that a lot. And it starts to really give us some answers about Rocket that we all want. And um, the jokes kind of stop. And it starts to get a little heavier. And I, as I was watching it, it was nice to watch a movie that got better as I was watching. Right. Like, that first act wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. And then after that, we're off to the races. Um, there's probably the best fight scene in Marvel is in this movie. Not the best, but one probably one of the best. Okay, top three. Yeah. Is like Can't, like, forget, like, Endgame and Yeah, Infinity obviously War. everybody running out and all that yeah. shit. But, like, this has, like, a one-er in it. A one shot. Yeah, the hallway fo- scene. Yeah, the hallway where we follow each guardian and their fight style. And this music is bumping. Beastie Boys is going. And it was, oh my God, it was incredible. And we get, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Not yet. I mean, we get Rocket gives us full Rocket, man. It's, and it's, it's, it's. Oh, well, you know what? Like, why don't we just, you really like this movie. Yeah. I was very tepid okay. on it. Um, so let's just make it spoilery from here. Alright, we'll hit the spoiler, guys. Yeah. Don't listen to it unless you've seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um the moment that we earned from two movies of everyone calling Rocket a raccoon and him just saying, like, I'm not a raccoon, I don't know what you're talking about, like pulling his gun on people, getting yeah. pissed. Like up until this movie, even throughout the whole movie, he's like, I'm not a raccoon, I'm not a raccoon. And then him going to save all the animals in the ship and reading like the placard that he is a raccoon and the villain at the end calling him P14 or whatever and he turns and he says it's Rocket Raccoon like he calls yeah. himself the name was epic that was and that was great. earned and powerful yeah. and he and then this just starts fucking firing it was like yeah dude it felt so good like an itch that needed to be scratched that was incredible yeah that um, was one of definitely one of the bright spots for me as well definitely that, that line reading um, definitely a highlight. All of the flashback scenes were intense with him and his furry friends. Holy shit, your plan just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> um, I accidentally touched it. It scared my hand. That scared my hand. Um, yeah, so great, man. Furry uh, friends. I also like that, like, there was a lot of buzz about, oh, someone's going to die, someone's going to die. And no one dies. And we get teased a little bit. You didn't like that? No. I was happy when it was over. I was like, oh, no one actually died. Good. Because I fucking like Guardians. This is my favorite group. This is my favorite superhero. What I didn't like about that was that they teased so many deaths during this movie. Oh, they edged you? Yeah, the, the definitely the Quill death was dumb. It was an edge. That, but we didn't, so we, bad. We were already there. I don't need you to well, keep it. I don't need that. Yeah, I agree. And there's, like, a scene where Drax is, like, in that, like, small intestine planet in the beginning with Nathan Fillion. And he gets, like, yeah, get shot, shot in, the, in back. the back. And, like, Mantis has to carry him out. And I he's, agree. like, he's fine the next scene. We've been shot before, guys. We know this isn't... Yeah. But, like, he was, like, out. Down yes. for the count. Yeah. And then the next scene, he's just, like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I yeah. Um, I just think if you're going to give Rocket that much... Of an emotional arc, I think you guys got to go through with it. Kill him. Yeah. Mm. 
And it's just like one of my the main problems I have with this movie is I think it's incredibly manipulative, emotionally speaking. Where it's just like it, like you said, it is edging you to thinking all these people are dying, and then they bring them back from the precipice. Like Quill is just like he's literally his whole face is puffed up. Yeah, like he's well, asphyxiating. he's half god. He's a half celestial. So okay. But his whole face is powers. like is swollen and puffed out in space, and then there's just this weird ceiling of the Sistine Chapel moment where yeah. Adam Warlock comes out, yeah, and like touches his finger and whatever. And the same thing with Rocket. It's just like I do like the scene where he like he looks at the afterlife and the ferret or whatever. Yeah. It's just like it's not your time yet. That not yet. But like we get the scene where like Rocket dies on the table, and then like Peter's like banging the shit banging the heck out of his chest and all of that stuff where it's just like they really just wanted to manipulate you and i just think it's incredibly low-hanging fruit to just make your movie about animal cruelty where it's just like you're making a movie about just testing on lab animals well that's not like sorry to interrupt no no i was just like that's not what i don't think the movie's about like that's the comic but that's so what happens in the comics. They're making it about the, what happens in the comics. Like, he, those are all characters that are from the comics. They're like, oh, that actually happens. Like, he's being, they're all being tested on. And so I don't know if there was, like, a hidden highlighting the, the, the motive of, like, hey, Well, as they focus you know? so much on it. And it's just like, to yeah, me, it's, to it's, me, it's just... Rocket's film. To me, it just felt very... Heavy-handed. It just felt, it just felt manipulated. Mm-hmm. Manipulative. Um, okay. I also just didn't like a lot of... I didn't hate this movie. I just thought... I just... It didn't resonate with me as much as I thought it would. Like, I'm in, like, two and a half, three territory. Because I didn't feel all the character arcs were earned as well. Like, by the end, there's this... Everyone disbands. And Mantis is like, I'm going to go off and do my thing. And it's just like, well, you really didn't have an arc throughout this whole movie. And now we're just saying, like, you're doing this? Okay, I forgot... All about this, and same with same thing with with Drax, where it's just like I've seen interviews with Batista, where he's like, I really would have liked to explore my character more, and about like me losing my daughter and my wife and all of these things. We just didn't have time for it because I'm in an ensemble film. Yeah, and it's like at the end, it's just like you're meant to be a dad, and it's just like it. A lot of things has kind of felt shoehorned to me. Especially with Gamora, like, going back to the Ravagers at the end, and they all welcome her with open arms and, like, a giant hug. It's like, is that how the Ravagers are? Like, they weren't like that when... Yeah, that, like, it, it was... It's just, like, all of the... It was, like, it was so, like, happy and just, like, sappy, and it was just, like, I get wanting to have a good, good like, upbeat farewell for your franchise, but I just felt like so many things just weren't earned, like, all of these end journeys that I wish they had honestly focused on more. And with Quill especially, it's just like, A, I, I hated the fact that they killed him and then just essentially revived him. And then B, the movie is like, it's about his feelings for Gamora, but then we get a little bit of the fact that like he wants to be back on Earth with his grandpa, and then we just like shift towards that at the end. like He just goes home and just is back on Earth. Like, I just, I wanted to pick a lane between those two things. And it was just like, he didn't get Gamora, so he went back to Earth. But what if Gamora had said, like, I want to be with you? He wouldn't have gone back to his grandpa on Earth. No. You know? So it's just like, that kind of felt cheap to me. It's just like, oh, this is just like, all right, just 
this is my second best alternative is because Gamora doesn't want to be with me. So it's just like things like that where it's just like from a writing standpoint, it just like didn't ultimately come together. And I agree with you. Like the first act, I was just very cold and very turned off by it. And like, unlike you, I just didn't get sucked back in. And I, I know I'm on like, I am literally on an island because I think this like everyone has this as like one of the top five Marvel movies of all time, which is might be for me. Yeah, which is which is everyone's reaction, and it's just like part of me thinks that it's an overreaction just based on how bad Marvel's been, and yeah, it just it just didn't do for me. And I even thought like the musical cuts were just like so like forced and just so like yeah i agree with wow that. we're just gonna listen to four minutes of this song for yeah, a montage i think he like, was trying to like edify the audience a little bit there. right like, like a little a fan service and in the 80s were heard of and i'm like i never heard this song just kind of playing an 80s song right now that i never heard of i don't know so i agree there yeah just um it was just like oh guardians it's known for its soundtrack we really got to push this point home yeah and it's just like I just had so many issues with it to prevent me from enjoying it as much as I wanted to. But like, like I liked all of the rocket stuff. I did find it a little bit manipulative, but I thought that was really well done. I thought that was great. Um, and that's really the only thing I liked about this because just the rest of it, I thought was just an absolute mess, hmm. especially Adam Warlock. Like you you tease his character in the post credit scene of guardians two, And then you make him a joke for this movie. Yeah. Like he's an absolute joke. Well, and then you have Elizabeth Debicki, who is his mom in this. And to me, like, he should have been the villain along with her in this movie. You didn't need the high evolutionary. You didn't need a third villain just like or a second villain. Just have him be the villain and have a better arc with his character rather than just have him be a giant baby or a himbo, as what they're saying online. It just didn't make... I don't know. It just... You know Adam Warlock from the comics, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Were you disappointed with how they portrayed him? I was afraid he was going to be done, baby, baby. And he was. I don't know. No. He was a himbo. It could have... I don't know what a himbo is. It's a male bimbo. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was that. Yeah. But, like, it could have been a lot worse. Okay. It could have been a bubbling moron that was just, like, blowing people's... I don't know. Like, I mean, at one point he does melt some guy. Um... I think yeah. it turns around and he gets use out of the character and gets to go in a direction where, like, all right, there's hope for it. Yeah. But I think they could have just, like, if they didn't do that, if they just kept him a stupid, useless piece of shit the whole time, yeah. well, then I wouldn't have been, I would have been pissed. But my, that was my fear, was that they were like, damn, they're going to do Warlock dirty and make him a baby. Yeah. And he certainly was unknowing. He was certainly just born. But I think they, uh, I wasn't mad about how they tied him up. Okay. They they got he got to a point where he saves Quill and he gets some redemption, a second chance to be like, okay, my mother died. You know, like I gotta figure this out, and and I have a place here with these people, and, and maybe I was just being forced to do someone else's bidding. So he they right. figure it out with him. I was okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was curious. I think it looked fucking incredible. Yeah. The the visual effects were on point. Compared to any Marvel thing we've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah. Which might play into your theory about, like, people love this just because it, it's, it isn't anything else. So, like... The visual effects were fantastic. You know? Yeah. It was... That was sensational. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think at the end, it's like we've been waiting for these characters to find some home, some solace, some friendship, some family, and like they're getting them. And I think it's forgivable to say like, oh, Gamora goes back to the Ravengers, and they like they're family there, so like they're tight. You know, that's okay. They're happy to see each other. They're not just fucking pirates that are like. Oh, I don't know. I think that was okay for them to be together. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, Sylvester Stallone hugging her and just like everyone's cheering. That she's uh, back. Sly was and... forced. Fuck him. Um, that was, I agree. I was forced. Um, and yeah, just, we, we've never known the Ravagers of... to be that way. No, so I, I think, think that's it where it throws me. Ravager show, which was like, they're, they're pirates. And, yeah. Uh, I know. It just, it just throws me when it's just like, we've never seen them like that before. Yeah. You know? I guess. I hear you though. Um, we Mantis. wanted a happy ending for characters that we like, yeah. which I have no objection and to. We got them, you know, yeah. like they were sending them off. I was like, this is great. And like, you know, Rocket gets to be the Guardians, so that's nice. And yeah, I don't, I hope we don't not see these characters anymore because. Wait, I hope we don't not see them. I, yeah, say? I hope we get to see more okay. of them. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. Like, I want to see more Rocket, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Like, yeah, if they're, if they're signing them all off. All right, then what are we doing, Marvel? Like, what is the plan here? Like, right. I don't think they know, man. Yeah, it's like really kind of they're just in finding its... Shan- well, they're in shambles right now with the whole Jonathan Majors thing. Yeah. So I think it's just like, they don't have a mo- another movie coming out until the Marvels in November. And then they have one TV if show. If is in that, then God knows what the hell. I don't think he'll be in that. They're but I know he's in Loki season two, which does not have a date yet. Yeah. Um... But we know Secret Evasion's coming out next month, which looks awesome. But we don't have any other dates for any other shows. So I think they're like kind of keeping everything in the air because they got to see how this Majors thing shakes out, which is not going to shake out well no, from all accounts. Absolutely not. But I think um, it's okay if they take a small hiatus. To be like, we don't need to. You're not going to forget. Gone it, though. You're not going to forget about Marvel. You're yeah. not going to be mad that you took some time. Take a second. Yeah. To breathe, and let's slow everything down. Focus on quality. You don't have to do one every fucking year or whatever the fuck is happening. No, I mean it's like, been three movies a year and like four TV shows a year. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, and it's you're burning your audience out, and and so just like get a direction and start going with it again. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I know it's okay. It's tough when like Loki season season two is is done and it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of done. majors. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of majors. So they're going to have to... They can't not, like, have that be a pivotal... I mean, yeah, Loki's I mean, they gotta... was so pivotal. So like it was kind of setting up for all the variants and everything, the way we're going to go with that route. So a terrible Ant-Man 3 credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but this, I I really... I mean, I like I said, I love Guardians. The Guardians is my favorite group, and they're my favorite, and I just think they're my favorite. And I think, yeah. I think it was a good time. I know. I hate to be a downer. No, it's okay. I hate it. Because what's crazy about it, man, is like I was a downer for the holiday special. I thought it was absolute trash, and you loved it. Yeah. So, like, you're not, you don't not like Guardians. I know. You love these characters. Yeah. You know? So do I. I thought this was nice. I think you just wanted more, and that's not, not a problem. Yeah. I wanted, um, I wanted better writing. I didn't, you know what the thing is? Like, I'm not like a huge, like, trauma guy either and i feel like a lot of james gunn trauma nature like Mm -hmm. is emanating from this product especially that planet with nathan fillion and it's just like this is like the most 
sci-fi Marvel movie to date easily. Yeah. And that's just not my cup of tea. Like it looked great, but it's just it's just not my thing. So I think that just also took me out. And the the humor like just didn't it didn't work for me. And it's just like if the humor's not gonna go, then it's just Yeah. It was like your thing with Bo is afraid versus my thing. Whereas I thought the thing was hilarious and you were like, Yeah, it wasn't working for me. And it's just like it made yeah. it feel like a slog for you. And it's like it was the opposite for me. So it's just like it's kind of that disconnect. But yeah. overall I think I would give it like a two and a half. Yeah. I think it was an uh I'm gonna say you're a four and a half, yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. I loved it so much. So Yeah. I it's definitely Guardians then this and then two and then Guardian the Holly Special. Your own Guardians one is first still? Yeah. Okay, nice. Oh yeah. Okay. That was that's been my favorite for even through all the shit. Yeah. Just like for years. It's just like I don't know. That was perfect movie. Yeah. Really good. Well, nice. And you added at a two and two a half, half, three? Two and, two and a half. half. Okay. Nice work. Gun. <laughs> I will, I will see what you do with DC, but that's not what this podcast Firing is about. blanks. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens after him. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys little... want James Gunn to direct DC. Well, I don't. I'm, I'm that's okay what everybody wants. But anyway, um, I will say there was a, like a cat character in this movie that I just didn't understand why it was happening. Why it was? Oh, we have to have a cute character at some point. Someone's holding a cat. One of the mini issues. Okay. Well, great. Um, next. Well, just remember <laughs> that when Thor Ragnarok came out, everyone you loved that movie. Everybody loved Taika, and what did we get? Love and Thunder. Yeah, so but everybody, you love Love and Thunder. I do not. Everyone <laughs> loves James Gunn right now. Just, yeah. be, just be careful what you wish for, guys, because you're getting a whole cinematic universe stuff. born out of his mind. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that was that episode, and I hope you listened to the whole thing, and we're going to have a great time talking about what's coming up next now, which is podcast um, number 11. (laughs) (laughs) On the next show, we're going to be talking about four movies. Fast X, White White Man Cannot Jump is on Hulu. The Little Mermaid, Disney film about mermaids that are very small. Um, and a movie called Reality starring Sydney Sweeney. Go to our Instagram page, which is Talking Pictures Podcast with underscores in, in between. And then we have you can say betwinks. That was a special betwinks. And we also have a Gmail account, which is the Talking Pictures Pod at gmail.com. And uh, God damn it, I hope you enjoy the rest of your until you uh, have the rest of your time until we have a podcast out. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.